Hey everyone, this is Leticia from Paris and you're listening to Powerful Podcasting Stories, the show that reveals how podcasters, creators and editors around the world do it behind the scenes, behind the microphone. I challenged myself to get at least 100 episodes in 10 days. Are you curious enough to know if I succeeded or not? Well, you'll have to keep listening. Today we're talking about editing with a podcaster who is usually off mic and in the dark, editing the episodes we end up listening. What's their process of making them complete? Let's listen to our guest's powerful story. Hi, I'm Brian Hensminger. I'm a podcast editor and manager out of Nashville, Tennessee. Are you the host and editor of your own show? Or do you simply edit someone else's show? I'm currently the co-host of a couple of shows. I co-host the Podcast Editor's Mastermind, where we focus on the business side of podcast editing. And then also I co-host the Podcast Gauntlet, which recently launched, and it's designed to help take a little bit more more nuanced view into some of the hot topics of podcasting and podcast editing. In addition to those, I do edit a number of shows. I and then also my team are involved in editing and some aspects of podcast management in terms of show notes and graphics and scheduling for about nine different shows right now. Do you have a background in sound design, journalism, content editing? Like, what's your background? And what got you into podcasting? Well, I don't really have a background in sound design or journalism or content editing, anything like that. I did have some background in music. My degree is actually in music, and I'd done some live sound and some recorded sound, that kind of thing. So as I thought about getting into podcasting, I figured that I had some of the skill set that was required for that. However, as I got my first show launched and started working on that, I realized that there are some pretty significant differences in how we work with audio for dialogue or for conversations as compared to mixing music. So after I'd been editing for a couple of years on my own show, I actually invested in Chris Curran's podcast engineering school to help give me a stronger foundation from, in terms of both the fundamentals, in terms of capturing a great recording, as well as some of the work that goes into creating great audio in terms of reducing background noise and some of the engineering aspects that can be really important in terms of how we produce something that sounds great in the end. On what software do you edit the podcasts? Is it effective and fast enough for you? I absolutely love working in Hindenburg Pro. That's the software that I most prefer in terms of working with audio for editing dialogue because it's built for dialogue editing first. It's built for editing for for journalism or for interviews, that kind of thing. And I really appreciate that the editing functions are really what's front and center and some of the mixing functions that we might use in music or other aspects of design are there, but maybe a little bit more secondary in terms of how the interface works, which makes it a lot faster when it comes to actually doing the editing parts. That said, I work with a number of tools beyond that. I work with Isotope RX to do audio repair and some of those things. And I also work with a number of third-party plugins to help fill in the gaps or to add additional functionality beyond what's just in the base installation of Hindenburg Pro. What kind of podcast formats do you edit most? How long are they? How many guests? How much sound design is involved? Most of the shows that I work on are either 
solo or monologue shows or their co-hosted or interview shows. Uh, I don't work a ton in sound design or what we might think of as narrative or storytelling podcasts. That's just not really something that I offer, but I do work a ton with those other shows and they can be anywhere from 15 minutes long to upwards of, well, actually I had one this week that was over an hour long and it really just kind of varies on the host or that episode. I have some hosts that do a combination of both solo episodes and then sometimes they also do interviews uh, because they want to bring in some people that maybe have expertise to offer or they want to bring in case studies or things like that. So I do that. In terms of sound design, there's very minimal, I would say bordering on zero sound design in what I do. Uh, typically, I'll, the only sound design might be working on the intro or the outro or building in some transition points, but none of the custom, but none of the custom composition, none of that kind of stuff. It's really just taking music that exists and working it into the episode. What is the most challenging episode you edited and why? Tell us what happened. I think probably the most challenging episode that I worked on was challenging, not so much from an editing standpoint in terms of editing the conversation, although there were some challenges there, but it was really in terms of retaining as much ambiance as possible while also removing distractions or things that might make it hard for people to hear. This was an episode that was actually recorded on location on a farm in Mexico. And so there were a lot of animal sounds and there were some wind noise and some things like that, that uh, ideally would not have been in the original recording. However, because of where they were and what was available, that was what was in the recording. And so that was challenging, not so much because it was hard to edit the dialogue. I mean, there were some things, of course, that I couldn't edit out because they just couldn't be. But it was really more about how can I retain enough of the farm sounds while not having uh, a goat making more noise than the person that was talking at the time. And that was that was a challenge to get the reduction right and to not not destroy the voices, but still retain that clarity. So I, I think that's probably the most challenging one that I've worked on. Take us briefly through what you, as an editor, receive to what you deliver, like an exported complete interview. Tell us more about your whole editing process. My process for editing is actually fairly regimented. It's not exactly the same every time, but pretty much every time I get files from a, a client, the first thing I'll do is check to make sure that everything is there and I'll note the duration of the files that have been provided so that I know what I'm starting with and I'll take some notes on that kind of stuff. And then immediately I will drop all of those files into Hindenburg, which is the, the software that I use for editing. And then once those have been dropped in there, I will go into Isotope RX. I use RX Advanced and I will do any necessary audio repair that would be reducing background noise or echo from the room or mouth clicks or any distracting noises that I can find. And so I'll, I'll typically do those kinds of pieces and then I'll go back into Hindenburg. I'll make sure that my levels are all good. If there are any equalization or compression moves that need to be made to get a consistent and pleasing sound, then I will do all of that. And I'm really focusing on trying to provide clarity without harshness and to, to get it sounding good but very intelligible. That's really kind of my focus. And then I'll go through and I'll do, I'll, I'll pull out the sections where one person's talking and the other person isn't. I'll pull out the, in quotes, silent part so that there aren't any distractions there. And then I'll go through and do my detailed edit where I'm going to remove any filler words that I find or any, any distractions. Occasionally I'll find additional noises that need to be removed from the additional track or the original recording. So I'll go and fix those. 
And once I'm done with that, I'm going to mix it out, export it, and make sure that all of my files are to spec, that it's the right loudness, that everything looks and sounds good, that the voices are balanced well against each other, that I don't have one person super loud and the other person soft or anything like that, so that I'm providing a really good listening experience. Then once that's done, I will convert it to MP3 and either provide it to the client or upload it and get it scheduled if that's part of the agreement that I have. If you're not the host, do you, as an editor, have the right to remove content from the interview? When? When can you remove content? I'm actually very careful in terms of what content is removed from an episode when I or my team are working on it. We tend to try and focus on removing distractions. And when I say distractions, I'm talking about um, background noises or filler words like I just used or repeated words or stammering or things like that. And what we try to do is we focus on what I would call If you think about a, a window with smudges, we try to focus on removing the smudges without leaving any streaks or cloudiness behind of our own. And when we're doing that, we're trying to make sure that we're preserving as best we can the pacing and the timbre and the, the, the character of the conversation. We don't want to change the context of what was said, but we do want to remove any distractions that we can. That we can. And those will often take the form of removing some filler words or some long pauses or things like that. However, what we don't do is go in and remove entire questions and answers or anything like that. We would only do that if the host has specified, I want you to make this particular cut. We really try to be very careful with that kind of thing. And finally, share with us some of the tips and tricks that top podcast editors use to make audio sparkle. I think my tip or trick might kind of fly in the face of some of the conventional wisdom in terms of tools or bells and whistles to make your episode sparkle, so to speak. I would, if I was talking to an editor or even a host, my focus would be always, how can you capture the best recording of the best performance possible? I would always focus on trying to get that preparation and the performance and the audio capture or audio and video, if it happens to be video, to make that sound and and look as good as possible just straight off the recording because while there's a lot of stuff that we can do in terms of post-production to make things sound better we can never really truly overcome a poor recording so starting with the best recording possible always sets things up for for later so that would be the tip that i would give is get the best recording you possibly can thank you so much for being an inspiring guest on my show And thank you for sharing your process, challenges, tips, and tricks with us. You're welcome. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. To know more about your guest, you can find all the links in the description below, including a special link. If you're a podcaster and would like to participate as a guest, go ahead and be my guest. This challenge was recorded asynchronously on Rumble Studio. If you too want to create podcasts at scale, try it for free. Well, with this episode, I'm 1% closer to my goal. But have I reached 100? See you in the next episode.